0: Welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and the whole purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I am very excited to cover this topic because I'm always asked, "Joe, I am not restricting. I can put my hand on my heart and tell you that I am eating all of the foods. I am eating way more than I ever had before. I'm eating regularly at every mealtime and yet I am still binging. Please help. This is a really interesting query that I get asked a lot and I wanted to dedicate an episode to it because I don't like when people say that all you need to recover from binge eating is to stop restricting. I think that minimizes the whole problem. And it silences the group of people who don't restrict, yet who are still struggling with binge eating. So I wanted to acknowledge that this is a real problem. It is really common to not be restricting, but still be struggling with binge eating. So today I am going to be giving three things that you can consider if you are still binging, even though you can say with a hand on your heart that you are not restricting anymore. Before I get into it, I just wanted to remind you that I am taking new one to one private coaching clients. So, if you have ever considered working together with me, a professional registered dietitian, to overcome binge eating, then no time like the present. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can read all the information and book a free 15 minute, no obligation introduction to coaching with me. I always say in this podcast, and it goes for this episode too. This is not a substitute for medical advice from a healthcare professional. You cannot replace one to one individualized support. So please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. But if you would like to work together where you can get individualized support that's tailor made for you, then check out that link. Okay, let's get into today's episode. If you are still binging, even though you have stopped restricting food, Here are three things that I would like you to consider. The first thing I would like you to consider is how long has it been since you last restricted? When was your last diet? When was the time that you said, okay, enough is enough. I am not restricting my food intake anymore. The reason why I'm asking this is time and time again, I've come across people who think that this is going to be a simple overnight process, who have yo-yo dieted, been on and off different plans for years, but once they make the decision to not diet again, not restrict again, to start to eat intuitively, that all their foodie problems and concerns and worries are just going to leave that's really not how it happens. Well done on taking that step, taking that decision that you are going to leave diets in the past, that you are not going to restrict anymore. But I need you to just hold it in the forefront of your mind that this is not an overnight process. Unfortunately, making that decision does not automatically mean that all your foodie worries are resolved now there is still a lot of work to do. And why I'm asking you to consider how long it's been since you have dieted or since you have restricted is because your body might be expecting you to diet at some point because that's what you've done before. It comes with yo-yo dieting. You have a period of when you are off a diet and your body is able to relax and you're giving it lots of delicious foods very regularly. But then what has happened is you have started another diet down the line. So it's understandable that your body hasn't fully trusted you, that there is going to be a constant supply of the delicious and nourishing foods that you like available. And not only that, it may still be getting used to getting food again on a regular and consistent basis. Your hormones for appetite might be still skewed. Or maybe your weight that you are now is below your set point weight. It's below where your body optimally functions and therefore you are driven to binge eat because your body wants you to gain weight. It wants you to get back up to that point. I'm often asked how long does it take to stop binging after you have given up dieting? And I'm so sorry to tell you that there really is no answer. It's completely dependent on everybody's individual situation but a few factors that are going to influence it are how long you have been dieting for. If you have been dieting for the last 20-30 years, firstly, no shame. I have worked with women who have been dieting into their 80s, so it is common to be dieting for that long. Secondly, how severe was your restriction? Were you doing a really intense diet like keto or intermittent fasting? And another factor that is really going to influence the time it takes to recover from binge eating after dieting is are you fully invested in not dieting again? A lot of people make the decision to not diet again, but they're only kind of half in. They haven't really gone the full whole hog to commit that they are not going to diet again. And if that's you, that is absolutely fine. Nobody should be rushing you through this process. If you are not ready, then that's okay. You go at this at your own pace. The second thing I would like you to consider if you have stopped restricting but you are still binging is the possibility of mental restriction. So, physical restriction is when you deprive yourself or you abstain from eating certain foods. So, that most likely is because of when you are on a diet, right? Makes sense. When you're on a a diet, you physically restrict what you're eating in a hope to lose weight. So, when you are recovering from binge eating, it's likely that you are putting physical restriction to one side because we all know that physically restricting food does lead to binge eating. But what is often not discussed quite as much as physical restriction is mental restriction. Mental restriction is still having the mindset that you are on a diet, or even if you've said to yourself, that you are committed to never dieting again, that you're going to allow yourself access to all foods. There is still that niggly little voice that is calling you out when you eat certain foods. Mental restriction might look something like, okay, I'm going to allow myself this slice of chocolate cake, but only one slice. And if I want a second slice, that's not happening. I'm only sticking to one. Or it could be, wow, I have eaten a lot today. I think tomorrow I need to go on an extra walk or I should cut back a little. That's two examples of mental restriction. And as you can probably guess, it is much harder to defeat mental restriction than it is physical restriction. In most cases, it's easier to feed yourself all of the foods. But what is more challenging and takes more work is defeating that voice in your head. The one that's telling you that you've gone overboard or that you need to cut back or trying to tot up calories, even though you are doing your very best not to calorie count anymore. Another form of mental restriction which might be keeping you in the binge restrict cycle is planning out diets. Even though you have made the decision to not diet again, sometimes that little voice in your head can't help itself, but plan out your next diet. It might go as far as to say, okay, well, I've eaten too much today, so tomorrow I'm going to skip breakfast. And even though you know on another level that you are not going to skip breakfast, that you have skipped breakfast in the past and that has only resulted in more binging, your brain can't help but fantasize about restriction. The thing is, this voice is really powerful and your body is listening to it. So even though you probably know that you are not going to skip breakfast in the morning, your body starts preparing for another bout of restriction so, what does that mean? Well, your appetite hormones will increase. You will feel hungrier and it will take more food to satisfy that hunger. You will feel like your thoughts are, are more dominated by food, that you can't get food off your brain. And you will look for any kind of situation or circumstance or loophole where you can introduce food. So, you might say to a friend, Oh, let's go grab a coffee but you know you have every intention of going to the coffee shop and getting a brownie or a cookie as well. These are all survival tools that our body puts in place to make sure that we don't starve. So even though that it's just mental restriction at play and you are still physically feeding yourself the foods... Your body is still concerned that you are not going to give it food because it's listened to that mental restriction voice, that really powerful voice. I think mental restriction is a really interesting topic, so I think I will do a full podcast episode just about mental restriction. The third thing I would like you to consider if you are still binging, even though you have stopped restricting, is self-care. Self-care is at the very center of binge eating recovery and it's very difficult, I would say maybe impossible, to recover from binge eating if you are not engaging in the very core self-care tasks, the mandatory self-care. So I'm not talking things like getting your hair cut or getting your nails done. No, I'm talking about boring self-care. For example, and maybe the most important one is sleep. And then there is keeping stress levels low, having time for yourself, doing things that make you feel you. That's what I mean when I say self-care. I've talked about the importance of sleep before. If you are sleep deprived, you are more likely to binge eat. And I know that sometimes it can't be helped. Maybe you have young kids and you're up all night with them or maybe you're working really, really hard and you don't get very much sleep because you were just too wired. Or maybe, and this is the most cruel one, maybe you can't sleep because of your binging. Maybe you binge so much that you, you just cannot sleep, you cannot lie down. If you have identified that, yeah, you are not sleeping well, I would make that your very first priority when overcoming binge eating. Reinstate a healthy sleep pattern. Practice what is called sleep hygiene. You could try putting your devices away. Put all the screens away at a certain point in the night. Keep your bedroom at a comfortable temperature. And watch your caffeine intake. The half-life of caffeine, that means the time it takes to be processed in your body, is about five hours. So make sure to be having your last cup of coffee or strong tea at least five hours before you go to bed. Or make it even longer if you can, because although the half-life of caffeine is about five hours, it can range up to 10, depending on a whole load of factors. So keep that in mind. Next is to look at your stress levels. And I know that this is way easier said than done, but do whatever you can to reduce your stress levels even if it is just a little bit. Are you feeling overwhelmed at work? Maybe you could chat to your boss about it. Or if you're feeling like you're just taking on too many extra projects, why not practice saying no to anything additional for a while? Remind yourself daily that you are only one person and you do have your limits. You can't take on everything. It's so common for people to tell me that they believe that they are stress eaters. So they eat in response to stress. And this is something I've talked about before, and it is totally plausible. Eating food is a way to console the body when it's stressed. Because food helps to move the body from an anxious heightened state of stress, of anxiety, of high energy, into a more relaxed state, the rest and digest phase which is associated with feeling calmer, more relaxed, more quiet. So if you identify as being a stress eater, then that's okay. There is a very clear logical reason why that is. It doesn't mean that you can't move past it though. And it doesn't mean that you have to wait for the stress to be gone before you can start to have a better relationship with food. I acknowledge that everybody is going to have some level of stress in their lives at all times probably. So it's about managing your food intake in response to stress. And lastly, make sure you incorporate activities that make you feel more you, whether that's activities that are alone or with other people. Loneliness is one of the main triggers for binge eating. And that doesn't necessarily mean the absence of human connection. Sometimes it can mean that you're feeling disconnected from yourself. So, reconnecting with the activities or the people that make you feel more like you is a really good idea if you are still struggling with binge eating after restriction. All right, just to recap over those three points if you are still binge eating even after you have stopped restriction, the first thing to remember is how long has it been since you have stopped restricting? Has a reasonable amount of time passed? Recovery from binge eating takes time. So don't put pressure on yourself to meet a certain goal in a certain time frame. The second point is to acknowledge mental restriction. So that's the voice in your head that is always commenting on what you're eating and that you should cut back tomorrow or that you need to start or need to plan a new diet. And the third point is to remember and reconnect with self-care. Starting with sleep, self-care is at the center of binge eating recovery. So take a look at your sleep hygiene, at reconnecting with yourself and at keeping stress levels low as much as you possibly can. If you would like to work together on a one-to-one private basis to help you get over binge eating, then reach out to me. I am now accepting new clients. I will put a link in the show notes where you can look at all the information and book a free 15-minute, no-obligation introduction. All right, you take care of yourself and I will see you in the next episode.